When you lose a loved one, many people tend to sink deep into the dungeons of darkness as the colors of life fade away. It often makes life feel meaningless. Losing a loved one might even bring your everyday life to a halt or just feel very disoriented. Grief often begins with a feeling of numbness and denial, promoting an inability to accept the news. It's a sense of disbelief that the person is really gone. Once the reality of death settles in, a whole new wave of grief and emotions come crashing in. It's an emotionally challenging season, the specifics of which impact everyone individually. For many, the loss can also lead towards an anger with God as the world continues on as usual while you're left picking up the pieces of your shattered world, which will never be the same again. Through the stages of grief, God is ever-present to be your comforter. And when you reach the stage of acceptance, a coming of terms with loss, and you begin to move forward in life as you navigate your new normal without this person, God will continue walking the path with you God doesn't rejoice in our sufferings. He grieves. He wants to comfort us. Why, you might ask? It's so that we can, in turn, comfort others as they walk through seasons of pain and suffering. Join me as my friend Kendra shares a part of her grief journey about a time when she was consumed by grief, but she clung to God's strength. God knew what she was feeling, and He offered her hope, comfort, and strength to navigate each day. Hi Kendra, I appreciate you being here with me today. Would you share a little bit about yourself and then share about a refining time in your life? Thank you so much for having me. I'm Kendra Leggett. I'm 43. I'm married to Bobby. I've done hair for 20 years. We had twins boys named Jet and Maddox. We adopted a girl named Valletta. I guess you could say probably the time in our life where God took us through the growing and changing and refining time in our life. Um, it's probably when we found out that we were having twins. Um, our first doctor's appointment, they told us it was twin to twin transfusion. And what is that? That is when Jet had all the nutrients and Maddox liked everything um, they were in two different sacks, sharing everything from one placenta. After months of doctor visits and not knowing they were going to survive, we would leave every doctor appointment in tears, not knowing the outcome. Fast forward um, nine months. My water broke a month early. They flew us to Little Rock. Jet had gastroschisis where his intestines were on the outside and we were like the 10th baby that had gastroschisis. And they basically said with Maddox, he wasn't gonna live overnight. And so he lived for two months in the hospital and in the hospital, it was horrible. Me and my husband fought like cats and dogs. Um, we questioned where the Lord was. Um, it was very hard. Yeah. So when did you first realize you were in the fire? Um, I would say when we buried our son, Maddox, he lived four months old. He came home from the hospital at two months. And then at four months, that's when he started getting sick. And I'm not even going to lie. I was praying at that time. 
probably to a genie God. We just basically wanted him to heal him. We went to church every Sunday and Wednesday as a kid, and I'm so thankful for the foundation. But I didn't ever read my Bible or pray any, but I wanted God to come through for us and heal our son and save him. And he didn't, and he died. I was mad at God, and I didn't want to have anything to do with Christian people. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to even talk to people that sent me Bible verses. I colored my hair crazy because that was something that I could control. Me and my husband, we both grieved totally different. He went to drinking and we both started watching porn. And I basically was grieving by myself when he was drinking and playing video games. I filled every void with shopping, coloring my hair, and just trying to keep myself busy. Right. Can you share with us what your biggest challenge was on the journey? That would probably be recognizing who I was in Christ and basically filling every void but Jesus. Basically nothing in this world could make us happy. So what did the enemy want you so desperately to believe? That I was a horrible mom, that it was all my fault. I am a horrible wife. I should be ashamed of myself just committed suicide. I'm not good enough. I was a failure at everything. And he is a liar. He definitely is. Yes. So what do you know now that you wish you knew then? To be in the word every single day, putting on the armor of God, basically praying, seeking the Lord daily, even when you don't even feel like it. So what do you think most people misunderstand about the refining process? Um, that it sucks. It's hard. It's messy. And all the lies come out. I think in the refining process, if you think about it from a, like a gold or silver refining point, that when you're in that fire and everything starts bubbling, that's the impurities you're talking about that oh, came yes. to the surface. Oh, yes. But during that entire time, God's always watching. Right. He's watching to make sure you don't burn up in the fire. Right. And aren't right. you grateful for yes. that? So, I'm thankful so, for that. Yes. So grateful. Well, thank you for being so transparent today. But why do you think it's so hard for most people to be transparent? Because um, it's hard. Um, it's I'm always afraid of what people think. Maybe be judged differently or seen differently. And why do you think that um, people feel that way? If, if they worry about someone to see them differently. Because they want to judge us and we want to put on that front that we have it all together. And we want people to think that we don't have any flaws whenever it's really hard to walk through the process. The process is what's hard. And you think you're all alone. Yeah. So what was the catalyst that positioned you to walk out of the fire? Um, basically when my son jet repeated everything we said, I used to cuss a lot, used to cuss like a sailor and I was tired of being depressed all the time. Everything I tried by myself failed. I was tired of being mentally, physically, and emotionally exhausted. What advice would you give to someone that may be walking a path like your own? Um, I would say find a friend or two that you can talk with and pray with be vulnerable, be open, and just basically sharing what you struggle with and 
where the enemy says you're the only one, you should be ashamed of yourself. We all need that accountability partner and somebody to share the hard stuff with. Right. I was going to say the word accountability partner because yes. if and a mentor, somebody in our life that can help keep our head above water or throw us a lifeline when we need it. Definitely. Yeah. I'm Definitely. glad you, I'm glad you found that. Yes. Yes. So where are you in your relationship with Christ now and what motivates you to get up in the morning? Um, I am thankful that knowing that I am forgiven, I am set free. I feel truly loved and basically to see Jesus in the details I seek him daily and truly expecting to see miracles every day. Yeah. The love of the father is an amazing thing. Isn't yes. It? Yes. It is. So what is your favorite Bible verse? A lot of people have more than one. Yes. And tell me why it speaks to you. Um, right now, I don't really have a favorite, but I feel like every season the Lord gives us mm -hmm. different seasons of bi different Bible verses. But right now I would say, um, second Corinthians 12, nine says to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's great. Kendra, thank you so much for coming and sharing with us today. I appreciate your transparency and your honesty about what you've walked through and, and, um, I hear on a daily basis, probably from people that have sat in your chair and how much you have touched their lives. So know that the words that are coming out of your mouth, they're going to the people's hearts that need to hear it. Just like I pray that this podcast does too. Awesome. Thank you so much for You're having welcome. me. You're <laughs> welcome. Thank you for listening today. For more information, check out upcoming Fireside Conversations and more information on my guests by clicking on my website at debbollinger.com. Be sure to join me Fireside next week as we dive into more of the refining process and how others' lives change as a result of their walk through the refining fires.